From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 186. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's Pen Chalet and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. You're such a professional, Mike Hurley. I do my best. Yeah, I just totally laughed at that because um, Brad being the keeper of uh, generally the keeper of the show notes, at least getting you know the document started, I didn't change the show uh, episode number in the document. Mm-hmm. And as you're saying that, I'm going, oh, he's going to say 185. <laughs> and look at you. You just you you professional podcaster that right into the show. You're, Not only you're did a, I get it correct, I changed it in the document whilst we whilst I was talking. I know I was going to type it while you were doing it. And I was like, oh, we're hosed. <laughs> we're gonna have to start over. But no, we didn't because you are awesome, Michael. And uh, uh, I, I appreciate you and uh, happy holidays this week, man. And to you, my friend, and to you. But the biggest holiday of this year is is Brad Dowdy Independence Day. <laughs> Brad Dowdy, uh, what's the word? Uh, fun employment. Fun employment, yeah. Fun mm-hmm. employment day. Happy fun employment day. So yeah, it's been. I don't think berserk is too light of a too strong of a term. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been beyond that. It's been kind of insane. I don't even know where to begin. Like with what's like transpired, like how my days are um, in these in these days that I've no longer at my day job and have a uh, have a uh, independent uh, life job. So it, it's kind of nuts. Um, we did get some cool artwork uh, from our, our good friend Nick Foltz, who, who mm-hmm. also writes for the blog. Um, he uh, he posted this uh, this image, and uh, I'll send it in the chat room. But I, I retweeted it, and you did too, on the other day about. Uh, us uh podcasting with our cups full of pens and uh congratulating us on the on the news so that was pretty cool i I put this in our slack room and i can't remember who pointed it out but somebody did that neither of our microphones are plugged in (laughs) nice yeah that's funny which is funny because he drew the plugs like if they just like ran off the edge you wouldn't know but like the plugs are, are sitting there so maybe we're done it's our after after show drink um, that we're going to have uh, various inks and uh, pens for our refreshments after the the show, something like that. I like that there's a little thing, of, like the little paper part of a tea bag sticking out of my cup anyway. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I like the fact that I'm in a plaid shirt, of course. Yep. Um, so, you know, of course, although I'm not wearing that today, I'm just wearing a t-shirt, which is part of going fun, fun employment, Mike. You can uh, oh, yeah. uh, wear, wear a t-shirt to work, which is, is pretty sweet. So I'll put Nick's artwork in the show notes. You can find them over at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 186, where you can also find some lovely buttons to uh, become a member of Relay FM and support this show. Um, so, Brad, mm-hmm. what have you been doing this week? Talk me through some of the things that's been on your calendar. Yeah, so it's kind of two big buckets, right? There's the Knockco stuff, and then there's the Penaddict stuff. So with with Knock, I've already been up to the shop twice, um, which is like two hundred percent more than the last month or something. Uh, probably the last six months, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm planning on going up there twice a week. Um, once the new year starts, there's just so much going on now with holidays and scheduling, and you know all kinds of different things. But right now, I've been up there once a week. I went up there last Thursday for me and Jeff to kind of get the ball rolling. Now that I am committed, like full-time into knock not that i wasn't before but now i have the time to do more things for us time committed rather than just like emotionally committed right right so i'm fully time committed so i wanted to get with jeff jeff and i needed to sit down and say what can brad take off jeff's plate um what can brad do that's new um 
you know, how is this going? How is our, how are our days going to work now that I'll be up here some, I'll be working from home some, even though I'll be working on knock. So we kind of sat down for an hour or two and hashed out all that stuff. You know, I kind of get a get down on paper, you know, my responsibilities more on a day-to-day basis. And then instead of just an as needed basis, um, then on top of that, Jeff and I went out to lunch with, uh, Jimmy who runs the Atlanta pin show, so we can get ready, start getting ready for that in April. So we did that last week. So that's something, you know, that I wouldn't have been able to do in the past, right? Well, you know, I could email him back and forth and just, you know, have this massive chain in email, chain of email. But I was like, you know what? I can come to Atlanta. How about we meet for lunch and we talk about this? So what are we doing? Are we taking over the show? We've got six tables this time. What's happening? <laughs> well, we still we still have our two tables and we are taking over the show pretty much. But um yeah, it's going to be good. Um, just some since people do want to know about the 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 Atlanta Pen Show, and it doesn't I know it doesn't apply to everybody, but I know a bunch of people are interested in coming this year. Um, so we're definitely going to have a a party Friday night, um, and that's going to be on site at the hotel. Last year we did it at Knock, so we're working on that with Jimmy on Saturday. We're gonna we have a room um for the live podcast Mike and I are, and uh hopefully Anna are going to do you know uh hopefully she understands it's a, it's a standing invite even though I haven't explicitly invited her yet so we'll talk about that um but we're going to have a room and we're going to have a live audience this year instead of everyone trying to uh, oh she just joined uh the chat so Anna you're uh, coming to the Atlanta Pin show hope you know that <laughs> yeah, well we'll see right cuz we still need to uh still need to get the money together which That's we'll right. more about soon yeah, so we're gonna do a Kickstarter in January for the pin show, like we did last year. Have some neat uh, items in the in the works for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest change, which I'm working on right now for the pin show, is I want to do an event on Thursday evening for when a lot of people are coming in. Um, and I've talked with Jimmy. Jimmy's all on board with this. Um, have a few hours in the evening where everyone can kind of do a meetup, kind of, or, you know, we, you and I have talked about the name, maybe like we're calling it Pen Attic Live, but it's really just kind of a meetup. But I wanted to have some, instead of just like, you know, straight up, let's hang it off the bar meetup, I wanted to have some additional things um, involved in it, some more like on the educational side of things where people can maybe come and like learn something. Um, but I haven't talked to the people I want to invite and who I want there to be there. So I don't want to say too much, but I'm working on that for Thursday evening. I think we're going to do this. Um, it's almost positive. We're going to do it. We're going to do something on Thursday night. So people who are coming in on Thursday and, uh, in the evening, it'll be late in the evening, you know, like six to 8 PM, six to 9 PM, something like that. Um, so and when is this? Is it April fourteenth to seventeenth? Yeah. So the show actual dates are fifteenth through seventeenth. Um, that would be for if people are coming in on the fourteenth. Um, the evening and it's of. looking very likely uh, with our calendar, with one slight addition, that the episode of the Pen Addict recorded at Atlanta will be episode two hundred. Yeah. So that's pretty cool if we can kind of keep that uh, keep that um, scheduling going. That will mm-hmm. be pretty neat pretty neat so that that was that was one day (laughs) that was one day last week um then i went back to knock this past monday and i'm gonna start going to knock every monday um as as much as i can control will be one of my knock days for sure because we get a lot of orders in the weekend so i can get in there and start shipping so no one else has to manufacture has anyone that's manufacturing doesn't have to do shipping that's things i can take off of everyone else's plate and just work on that kind of stuff 
So the pin attic stuff, I'm working on all kinds of backend stuff that I'm going to launch some new things in January. So I've been trying to put all that together. That's like fitting together like a huge puzzle. Um, so I'm working on that. Um, that's mostly set um, for a, a kind of a launch in January, first week of January. There'll be some new things going on at the pin addict. Um, what I have found so far that I'm missing is actual time to write for the pen addict and plan posts and things like that. Like I'm forgetting, not forgetting, I'm running out of time to complete those tasks because I'm too busy doing other things. It's weird that um, now that I have all the time, I have no time. Like it just vanishes, mm-hmm. right? It's That's been a hard thing to grasp, grasp so far. But I'm also trying to put it in my head, these aren't the normal two weeks of what my normal days will be like because the kids have been out of school. You know, Tyler was sick for three days. There's all kinds of things going on with the holidays. You know, I'm running back and forth to knock and we're still kind of doing planning stuff instead of like this, you know, this direct work stuff. So getting all this stuff going has kind of spun my time out of control. And I don't have a good schedule, weekly schedule, if you will, to get things done. That's not that's kind of not going as I've planned so far. Like I feel a little bit crazy because on one hand, I don't feel like I'm doing near enough. And on the second hand, I can't find the time to get those things done, but I know the answers are there. Like it's a problem that it's a solvable problem. And, you know, I'm working on that. Like I need to have like a calendar just for like my Monday through Friday, a general layout, like Monday's always going to be at knock. Friday's always going to be pen addict stuff just because I need to get ready for like post on Monday. I'm going to be doing some stuff for the weekend um, going forward. Um, And then there'll be another day of the week. I'll be at knock probably Thursday. So, you know, I have to schedule in the pen addict podcast planning time on Tuesday before we record on Wednesday, um, that kind of stuff. So I'm still working through what my calendar is going to look like. Um, throughout the Monday through Friday. And one thing I've hoped is that I could get more things done at night and that's not working for me so far. Um, so, you know, it's just a matter of figuring out my schedule. Basically right now I I'm just dumping tasks into OmniFocus without due dates. So I have a huge list of tasks and then I'm going in in the morning saying, okay, this is what needs to be done today. And I'm putting those in my Hobonichi. So like my day planner, um, is like my, my Hobonichi. So, okay, today, you know, I need to do these X things. Um, and, and then I can remove them from OmniFocus when they're done. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how, what's going to work best for me. And it's a little bit weird right now because this is not a normal time for me to be figuring these things out just because my days are not standard. Like until we get into Jan- January, then my days and weeks will be somewhat standard. You know, you can't, nothing is ever going to be standard, right? But you got to kind of have a framework or else you'll really get lost and really lose your mind. So I don't have that framework built to where I want it yet. I still feel a little bit lost um, scheduling wise, work wise, um, getting things done wise, um, especially on the pen addict side of things. Um, 
just and from the blogging side of things, not all the, like all the back end stuff that I want to do. That's going on great. Like everything I'm working on, it's going on great. But like the creative part of the pen attic stuff, the writing, the photographing, um, getting the other writers post up, things like that. That's getting lost in the shuffle for me um, just because I don't have a really, really great uh, plan right now. So like from my experience of doing this and also from over the last maybe 12 months or so, being a part of many other people, the lives of many other people that have done this type of thing. My my kind of advice to you is allow yourself to overcommit right mm-hmm. now because you're going to. You're going to say yes to more things. You're going to start doing more things, more than you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Allow that to happen for a little while. Um, but just always keep in the back of your mind that you will at some point have to reassess. Like, So it's taken me over a year, but um, I've started to scale some things back for 2016 and just change the way I'm doing certain things mm-hmm. because now I know what I have to do, what I need to do, and what I should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, You've just got to allow stuff to happen to find yourself, get to a point where you realize it's too much and then allow yourself to change it. That And that's kind of what I've seen with basically everyone that I know that's done this as well. It's like, don't, don't be scared and don't be concerned that you're going to overcommit because you just will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also means you'll, you'll never have any time. Right. Right. So I'm definitely good with the overcommitting part. The mistake I've made multiple times so far, and I can't stop myself from making, but it's a very simple fix is I've started my day without a plan. So if I start doing things and I haven't like laid out like the tasks I need to do, I start getting a little bit crazy. Like I'll just start working. Like I'll wake up, get some coffee, you know, chill out for a minute and then I'll start doing things. And that always leads into doing other things. And I haven't like committed to the task I really need to do today. You know, I'm working, I'm doing the things that I'm doing things that need to happen, but I start getting lost of what really needs to happen. So then all of a sudden, two hours later, I'm like, crap, well, I should have been doing this instead of that. And I found myself doing that several times so far. So I need to plan out the night before what needs to happen the next day. So when I'm ready to start working the following day, I kind of have a better idea and don't get myself um, in a a bad bad place as far as time commitments. So that's been my biggest flaw so far in in trying to figure this out. But But it's been like six days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. I definitely have some huge up and down swings, like mentally, like overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I go from overwhelmed to I'm not doing enough. I haven't had that middle. I haven't hit that middle ground yet. Again, you will, uh, you'll eventually work out what that, that is. And, and I've kind of worked that out now and, and I'm able mm-hmm. to not be working and not feel guilty about it. Yep. Because, yep. you know, that that's one of the big things is eventually, like, you're just going to feel guilty every time you're not doing any work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you end up getting to a point where you, you're okay with that as well. Yep. Yep. So one last thing, and then we'll get on to, to some pin stuff. Um, thank you to everybody who reached out after last week's episode. Um, the feedbacks and the, the congratulations and all the comments and talks and emails and tweets. I, I can't thank all of y'all enough for... Um, you know, joining me in in this adventure and all your kind words mean a lot. And knowing that I have this support system out there um, is pretty amazing. Um, So I I certainly uh, appreciate, I know I couldn't reply to everybody who, who said, um, who said all these kind, kind words. And uh, I really, really, really appreciate it. So uh, you guys are awesome. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you, Mike.
Pleasure. All right, let's take our first break. This week's episode is brought to you by Harry's. For many of us, shaving can be a pain. It can be a pain on our faces. It can be a pain on our skin. It can be a pain on our wallets. Because if you're using razor blades uh, quite frequently, right, because they're so expensive to replace, they're going to get dull and they're going to start causing nicks and cuts and scrapes and all that kind of stuff. This is not what you want when you're shaving. Shaving is just such an annoying thing to have to do. Like if you want to stay clean, you want to keep your skin to be all nice and uh, smooth, then you've got to shave like every day. And that's just annoying. It's annoying and expensive. And that's why a company like Harry's is the company that you've been looking for. Harry's make their own blades. They're not only high quality. They're not only crafted by shaving experts. They're also really fairly priced. Harry's razors are about half the price of other big brand blades. They ship for free to your front doorstep. Their starter set is a fantastic deal. For just $15, you can get a razor, moisturizing shave cream or firming shave gel and three razor blades. And your satisfaction is guaranteed with Harry's because that's something that's super important to them. They want to make sure that not only you're happy with your products, but you're happy with the whole experience. And that whole experience is like it really shows on their website. It's super simple to just go onto Harry's website on any device, like on your phone or whatever. It looks fantastic. And you can order in seconds and have your products shipped out to you. On average, an everyday shaver who uses Harry pro- Harry's products will save $150 each year. I love not just the quality of Harry's products, not not just the way that they smell because they also sm- smell so great like their moisturizing uh, like shave gel and their um, their face moisturizers and all that kind of stuff. I love all of those products, right? They, they smell great. Um, but it's not just all of that. I just love the way they look. I love their design. I mean, a, a product like this, you kind of want it to feel like it's your product, right? Because you're, you're putting this stuff on your face. You're using this stuff every day. You want it to, like, speak to you in a way. I know, I know that's at least how I feel about these things. Um, and Harry's stuff really does that. It has a great kind of classic look. It has this nice retro feel to it. Everything's built really well. Just great stuff all around. You can experience a clean, close, comfortable shave with Harry's. Go to harrys.com right now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you use the coupon code PENADDICT at checkout with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Coupon code PENADDICT to check out. You'll get $5 off your first purchase and start shaving better today. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show. You know, I have to hide my Harry's handles from the, the women in the house from stealing mine. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> yeah, I got to keep my favorite ones uh, under lock and key or else they vanish. And, I'm not, and yeah, no joke. Else. I found uh, my Harry's razor in the bathroom the other day <laughs> Yeah, on, next to the bathtub. I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Well, yep, I, I, I wasn't shaving in the bath. I know that much. <laughs> yep. I found my daughter's over by where I shave, which means she was looking for my other ones to to switch around. So, uh, yeah, they're good stuff. They're, uh, they're highly uh, sought after in the uh, in the Dowdy household. That's for sure. <laughs> so uh, I caught something that you did this week. You did some extended periscopes and you did a full on periscope of showing off your uh, DDC dead print field notes. Yes, can, that was, can people see that? Do you, are you still using that service? Yeah, there's a service called Catch, and um, I'll have to find the links. We can find the links through my feed. They get posted, um, I think, like from me, like at Dowdyism. It should say, like on Twitter, something about uh, a Catch feed. So we'll search through. We'll get all the links for that. But, you know, you would want me to open them. Everyone wanted me to open them, and I wanted to open them just to see all the cool things in there. And I end up taking some pictures 
and put them up on Instagram of all the external covers, but I periscoped them live and it was so much fun just to see what was in all those books and see what cool stuff is printed on the covers and see what cool stuff is printed on the belly bands. Like I had a Yoda on one of my belly bands, which is pretty neat. <laughs> and um, I, I really enjoyed doing that and had a bunch of people watching it. So that was fun. And I want to do more periscopes, you know, just do more interactive stuff during the day. Like I do like to do a couple of week, you know, since I'm, I'm, I can't decide if I want to do video stuff for the pin attic. That just takes up so much time. Um, if I, you know, just had like a full YouTube channel, you know, I'd consider it, but, um, you know, maybe down the line, but Periscope's a great way to just get like these short bursts of products out there and, uh, just kind of talk about them. Cause, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to get my hands on some pretty cool stuff. So I want to, I want to continue to do that, but the dead print, uh, Periscopes were really fun and, uh, we'll, we'll, we will get those, um, get those links in the show notes for everyone who wants to check them out, um, and, and see what I had four packs, um, to open one from uh, Secret Santa, three from our good friend Daniel, who uh, who hooked us up, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was fun to do. So they're in the show notes. Uh, what about this Lamy Two Thousand here? This what is this? I, so, I, there's some image here, and I don't even understand <laughs> the image. So I have this uh, item, and I haven't really seen anyone talking about it. It's probably out there somewhere, but I didn't know about it. So uh, Thomas, not Thomas Hall, I don't want to say this Thomas's last name without uh, his permission, but Thomas D, we'll call him, sent me a link, said, hey, have you seen this? And he says, it's the Lamy 2050th Anniversary Special Edition. I'm like, no, I haven't seen that, but that's super interesting. So he's like, yeah, I ran across this um, product uh, brochure. I don't know if it was sent to him, emailed to him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's out in the public, and and we'll have the link in the show notes um, to the PDF file he sent me. And basically, the Lamy 2000 is hitting its 50th anniversary in 2016. It was created in 1966. Um, so according to this document, they're going to be doing three exclusive special editions for this. They're going to do a Lamy a Lamy. Scala, I don't know if it's Scala or Scala, Alami AL Star, which I believe is different from the one we spoke about last week, and then the really important thing is Alami 2000, special edition, only available during this anniversary year, according to this, according to this document, and what stinks or what stinks from our perspective or what's good from Lamy's perspective. They just do like a grayed out drawing of the silhouette of the 2000. So we have no clue what this looks like at all, but I'm pretty jacked about this because the 2000 is one of the best pins ever, ever made. Um, I own two of them. I will own three of them when this happens. I don't care if it's the worst color in the history of man, I will own this pen. Um, you know, if it's like doo-doo brown and gold nibs, I mean, I'll still buy it. So I, I'm pretty jacked about this. Thomas says he has some more information on this. He was going to do a blog post about it and email me back the link to it. He hasn't done that yet, but when he does, I'll be sure to tweet it out um, because he's been trying to dig and find some more um, information on this. So what do you think about this? I mean, sign me up. (laughs) Lamy 2000 is one of my favorite pens, just flat out. Um, Uh And I'm very interested to see what a special edition looks like. Uh Uh-huh. Someone, someone who is more well versed than myself in fountain pens will have to tell me if there's ever been a Lamy 2000 special edition. My guess is no. I've certainly never run across anything, and if they did, it's been ancient, ancient times, years and years and years ago. I mean, the pen's been around for 50, 50 years. There's been modifications and styles and 
but it's always looked the same as far as I know in my my short time, you know, looking at the Lamy 2000s history. I don't know that they've ever done a special edition. So this is going to be pretty pretty big deal in the fountain pen community. So hopefully Thomas has scrounged up some more information. Uh, if not, I'm sure some of the retailers are going to start putting out some information. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Like, we'll be talking about this a bunch till it happens because I, I couldn't... Um, I couldn't, you know, press order fast enough for something like this. This is this is going to be pretty great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But we don't know when, right? We just know next year. No, next year. No colors, no nothing. Um, you know, if you're doing another Macron pen, the fiberglass, your colors have got to be pretty limited. I mean, are, are they going to make it? Certainly, it has to be the same material to be a Lamy 2000, right? I would not, think. Not necessarily. But it's not a. But it, then it's another pin if it's not out of Macrolon. It's not a two thousand if it's not. It's Lamy two thousands are made of Macrolon. They just are. Well, we'll see. Special editions got to be has to be a colored Macrolon, and I don't know the range of colors that you can get that stuff in. You know, maybe it'll be a micarta look feeling thing, or you know, any of the other fiberglass materials like the G ten. I have my. Uh, Edison in, you know, it's got to be some kind of fibrous material. It, it just has to be to be a 2000, I believe. So we'll see, you know, I, they're not going to come out with an Ebonite 2000. I wouldn't think that kind of defeats the purpose of the pen. Although, yeah, everyone's saying they, they do this, do the stainless steel version. So that's, what that's I was, the same design. I so. thought that, but I didn't want to say anything in case I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I, I would like it to be. To have that same feel as the base 2000 but we'll see the we'll be we'll be figuring this out so yeah but um in other lami news i got a pretty cool lami from my secret santa um my secret santa hooked me up um with a lami vista eyedropper which i've never put together and everyone was wondering how to make this um because my instagram blew up with oh my god how do you do it because there's uh vents in the Lamy Safari barrels, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't really seal it off. But what you do, as I learned, I learned something from this. Um, what you do is you purchase the Rollerball Vista. Um, so you actually have to purchase two pins oh. to make this, which is a big deal. That's a that's a pretty pretty awesome gift that someone would go through and do that. But you have the Rollerball barrel, which does not have the vents, and then you can just um, uh, grease up the threads and. You now have a Lamy Vista eyedropper, which looks really cool in that long, clear barrel. It's uh, it's awesome, awesome looking. And uh, also got the discontinued Sailor Sky High ink um, from this uh, Secret Santa. So that's what's inked up in this pen. And I've been using it a bunch because I love the, uh, I have a black nib on it, which was put on there. And uh, it's super cool, super cool. So I, I wanted to drop that in there for anyone who's looking to build out their Lamy Vista now that they've seen this one that I have because I got so many questions about it and um, y'all should definitely uh, check that out consider doing it if you want to do it I wonder if anybody gave it a go and not really paying attention and just ended up with it in everywhere <laughs> I think they would know pretty quick because those vents are huge I mean there's two they're, they're like three quarters of an inch long on each side I think as soon as you open that up and got uh, got a needle to fill it up with you'd go uh oh, wait a minute <laughs> that would be a mistake i'd just be like oh it's so easy i can fill it from the side oh murder draws is saying you have to seal the end though how do you how do you seal the end 
So I don't know what if the end has little holes or dots in it. So I'll have to figure that out. Now look. So there's and there's links. Now there are people that pause the podcast, Brad. They went down to the local staples. They picked up yeah. the pen. They did it all. They yeah. filled it up, and then the ink uh, just went everywhere. So epoxy, clear epoxy, fill up the uh, fill up the end. Now that would be a mess. I would totally do that. I was like, sweet, no vents, fill it up, and it would <laughs> fill it up, boys. <laughs> it, would, it would it would it would spew uh, awesome ink everywhere, and I don't want that to happen. So I, I'm reading in this Google Doc, and apparently you have um, some of uh, our our um, Relay FM cohorts uh, into digital coloring. Is that what we're doing here? Right. So this is basically, it's a little bit of follow-up and a bit of follow-out. And I don't know if you've ever mentioned follow-out on this show before. So follow-out is not. where we reference something on another show. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've spoken about coloring here a bunch um and one of the things that i've always been looking for is for an ios app to do coloring with and now with the apple pencil and the ipad pro it's kind of perfect right Mm -hmm. um i got wind of this app called pigment that was going to be released by a company called pixite and i was able to get myself um, a version of the app a day or two before it launched and brad this app is just perfect and the reason yeah. I've included a link to the connected episode is I go into a lot of detail about the app more more than I'll go into here. Um, but this app is just absolutely fantastic for coloring. I've probably spent at least 12 hours in this app now over the last week or so. That's um, great. It's just fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. There's, there's loads of great... Um, patterns that you can use like you know like the 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 drawings that you're able to color in they have loads of great tools tons of great colors and it just feels really good and there's you know there's obvious advantages over pen and paper like you can zoom in you can turn things around and um you can undo and stuff like that right so there's Mm -hmm, a benefit mm -hmm. there but also of course of course it doesn't feel as good you know right sure Um, sure but there are yeah i i think that this is absolutely fantastic and it has become like my favorite app on my ipad now so I haven't downloaded any of the digital drawing apps. Yeah. Um, None are as good as because, this one. Yeah, because looking at them, what I would expect in trying to mimic what I do um, with pen and paper, none of them have been that impressive just from looking at them, looking at the reviews, looking at the images they use. Mm-hmm. This one looks like legitimately good yep. as in comparison to just, you know, if you're if you're window shopping apps, to do this none of them look this good none of them look like they have the features that this does and um i, I gotta admit this one um you know this one would be tempting you know i'm not looking to do this now but i'm gonna keep this on the radar i'm not i'm never gonna say never just because i have the, the other coloring books i like so much um but if any of them i would download this would this would be the one that would cause me to download i saw this pop up in the app store and i was like now this looks like a real digital coloring app not like you know, point and click, fill in the colors kind of stuff. Um, this one looks really, really solid. And I, I'll be interested to, uh, to hear if you uh, continue to use it. And if you've already put in 12 hours in it, that's actually, that's a lot. Oh yeah, this um, is my this so is far. my coloring now. This is how I color. Yep. Just because yeah. it's always there and I have like an unlimited source of everything. It doesn't take up any desk space mm-hmm. other than just the, like, cause, you know, if I'm coloring, I need space for the books and space for the pens. And the pe- the books are actually all bigger than my mm-hmm. iPad, sure. um, and I can do this wherever I want, which is great. And I've and I've been 
I've been yeah, I've been really enjoying it. There's a couple of features I want to see, um, like I want to see uh, an eraser which they don't have. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, like currently you, you just select the white color and color over it, huh? But, or undo right, but they don't have an yeah. eraser, and it'd be good if they had that. And also, if you choose a color and leave the app, it doesn't remember the color that you chose. Um, gotcha. But the developers have been in contact with me and told me that they're working on that. Great. So I, I love it. It's a subscription. You pay uh, monthly and uh, or yearly, I think, mm-hmm. um, and you get access to lots and lots of books. It's well worth it for me. I paid like eighteen pounds, and there's I don't know. It feels like there's like maybe sixty or seventy different patterns to color. So okay. I cool. love it. I think it's great because as well, like you don't just color them once. You can color them as many times as you want. You just keep duplicating them. That's true. I didn't think about that. That's so, that's a pretty cool feature. Yeah, I love it. Really, really love it. It works on iPhones and iPads, and it works without the Apple Pencil. Um, mm-hmm. and you can use your finger, and they have this this thing that would be quite good for this scenario. You can tap in an area and then color, and it doesn't go over the lines. Okay. Yeah, it like locks in that area. Yeah. Oh, so, that's pretty cool. So that works. I mean, I don't do that because I'm using the pencil. Um, right. But you can do that if you want to. Very, very cool. I think we'll be hearing a lot more about this and still a lot more about coloring. Yep. Um, I think 2015 was the year of coloring. Um that it kind of came into the mainstream and uh you know i don't i don't see any end in sight yeah i had lunch with uh matt alexander today yes and uh he we, he was saying he wanted to get an adult coloring book for his mum for christmas oh, cool. so i took him to a bookstore gave him a secret garden I was like bye nice that. yep done perfect should take a break Let's. This week's episode is brought to you by our great friends over at Pen Chalet. They sell all of the fantastic pens and uh, various equipment that you may need for the pen addict in your life, whether that's you or somebody else as well. You know, we all have people that we like to buy this stuff for, and Pen Chalet is the place to do that. Pen Chalet have all your favorite brands. They have very fast and reliable customer service. They do great deals all the time. On They always have great prices on everything that they do, but they're always doing loads of sales um, and closeout specials and stuff like that every two weeks, in fact. And Pen Chalet is committed to adding new styles of pens every single month. There's always new great stuff showing up at Pen Chalet, so it's always worth going back and checking their stock you know, if you ever want to get anything you're ever looking for a new pen or something else you know maybe some ink or whatever it is you're looking for always go to pen chalet first because they have great prices they have a 100 satisfaction guarantee they do free shipping on orders of over 50 dollars in the continental united states and also sell internationally with great shipping rates but the great thing is you can always get 10 percent off any order at pen chalet with the code pen addict to check out and as always you can click the the top of the page on the uh, podcast link at the top of the website and enter the code penaddict for some extra savings as well as your 10% off. Now this time uh, Ron at Penchalet wanted me to let you all know that on December 26th, which is Boxing Day in the UK, which traditionally is sales day in the UK, Penchalet are going to be doing a year-end inventory blowout sale. Whoa. Now penaddict listeners can get a sneak peek of what this is going to look like. Uh, There will actually be a link in the show notes for this so you'll be able to go and take a look at what this inventory blowout sale is going to look like and of course anything that you choose to buy you'll be able to get your 10% discount with the code pen addict at checkout so you'll be able to go and take a look it'll be on our show notes this week there is tons of stuff in (laughs) here including a bunch of pelicans everything this is yeah this is going to be really great i think you're all going to really love it don't forget you can get that 10 percent off uh with pen addict to check out and that also helps support this show thank you so much to pen chalet for the continued support all year 
of the pen addict thank you to ron and everyone at pen chalet they are a great supporter of this show um, and in case you hadn't noticed without fail every two weeks this year we've had uh, great support from the pen chalet and uh, i would be more than happy for it to continue forever i love those yes. guys we love them. And uh, yeah, I'm trying not to spend any more money before the holidays, but uh, I'm going to have to go through this sneak peek uh, link. And there's some like seriously good stuff in here that you don't normally see come up for sale. So, um, and I'm having trouble concentrating as I scroll through the scroll, scroll through the huge um, list, scroll through the list. So I'm like, have they've to, uh, got the neon coral Lamy Safari for 2035. Yeah, they have the vanishing point uh, with the Rodden Raiden finishes, um, the sparkly finishes in there. They have the 36, <gasps> 3776s. Ooh, so, yeah, this is going to take some time. That vanishing point is 285. Yeah, they have some, the, the, the Pelican uh, the Pelican 805, the Stresamon. Is that how it goes? Um, the golden, I mean, the um, silver and gray one. So. All right, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to yeah, have to come some, back to this. There's some super good stuff in here. You want to go and check it out. Yeah, and dig dig into that. So, all right, so I got some mail this past week, and uh, one of the items, which I knew was coming but wasn't sure what it was going to be when it arrived, I had a pretty good guess because she's the best um, and uh, the best the best Field Notes uh, blogger on the planet, uh, our good friend Jenny hooked me up with uh you got the mic was right um mm-hmm. dry transfer edition i got the pen addict one it's awesome yep. <laughs> so i told my wife i'm setting up my office right and you know i'd like to make it mine like i have the desk is all set up and it's junked up just how i like it um you know it's still too messy i i just kind of transferred stuff in there and i haven't totally organized it yet so i'll take some i need to take some pictures of my desk i've kept that i think i've kind of i've shown them in a periscope or two you know it, it's nothing special nothing great but i want some of my stuff like on the walls there like i want a shelf to be able to display stuff um i will not use this field notes and I want to display it in my office. It's so cool that uh, she did this uh, for you and I, and it came out so good. Um, and I, I freaking love this uh, field note. So thank you, Jenny. Um, I have thanked you, um, you know, uh, via email or or via Twitter or via something before. But this is <laughs> this is really cool, and uh, I love it. And uh, so yeah, you you said you're not going to use yours, right? Or you are going to use it? No, they sit on my desk. I'm never going to touch them. Yeah, I'm not going to use this. Like, um, I have them here, like, so I can always see them. They're actually, they, they live here. They live on my right. desk with me. Um, but I'm never going to use them. There's very, very few products, especially field notes, that I won't use. This will be one of them. Yep. Um, and they, I, the number I won't use is probably way low in the single digits. Like, I'll use anything. I'll use Butcher Blue if I, if I get to get a hankering to. But um, this one I will not. This is really cool. Um, it'll go along my with my fiend notes from uh, our friend Ben Kwok, um, and a couple other special editions uh, that I have. So yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, I also got um, you got something uh, from our friend uh, our friend Mel. Uh, yeah, we a both second, did. A, se- a second round of Star Wars goodies. <laughs> oh yeah, and this was uh, Mel. Thank you so much for this. You Gosh, completely dang. nailed what we were looking for. We spoke about this weeks ago. The yeah, Star and, Wars Bic pens. Yeah, and not with the intention of her going to the store. No, no way. <laughs> and uh, did you get the same thing I did? Yeah, exactly the same. Okay, so we each got. Um, we got a third notebook that we did not have before from the Subame 
uh, notebooks carried at the loft store in Japan. This one has a Darth Vader on the front. He's reaching out, not like he's using the, uh, not like a, a force grab or anything, but he's just got his hand out more like a propaganda poster. Come to yep. the dark side. <laughs> I think it's pretty hilarious. And then the back has like a, a Death Star diagram on the inside back cover. Um, which which shows all about the Death Star, and it's got this great uh, Millennium Falcon in the um, in the border of the front cover. That's my favorite part, I think, about this notebook: the little falcons in the uh, in the in the bottom corners. And then she sent us a the BB-8 click pen that we we put in the show notes before, um, but you know, not expecting to get it, and it's just wicked cool, isn't it, Mike? Oh, definitely. And did she, did she send you some chocolate? Um, I'm going to go with yes, and I don't think there's any left. I haven't eaten it. Okay. Because I was, I didn't, I didn't know what to make of it. It's awesome. So she explained it to me. Let me pull up this email. I haven't replied to her back, replied to it yet. So we got this, this, these little chocolates and it's a little box and Darth Vader, it's a black box and Darth Vader's head is on the, on the cover of the packaging, but the rest is in Japanese. So, you know, it's, we can't really make out what's going on here. And she sent me a really funny email um, about that. If you can, uh, if you can talk while I, while I find this. What well, um, my, fa- my favorite cool. thing, the, ch- the chocolate's called Dars, D-A-R-S. Yes. Um, and underneath there's so like a important. little line which says, give yourself to the Dars, which yes. is a really weird line that I don't completely understand. All right. So here you go. Extra note, Dars, D-A-R-S is dozen. There are 12 pieces of chocolate, dark chocolate, and due to the lack of the TH sound, the th sound in Japanese, Darth and Dars sound the same. <sighs> Japan loved Japan loves puns. So it's it's Dars um would be how you'd say Darth Vader. It would be some <laughs> something along those lines. So she explained that to me. And I, I replied back, I said, Yeah, I've eaten half of that chocolate since last night. <laughs> It's really good chocolate. I yeah, love dark chocolate. Some. I just hadn't tried it yet. Yeah, but uh, it made me smile. The whole packaging is very funny. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a pun thing there. She says Japan loves their puns, so that's that's the story behind the chocolate. I almost forgot about that because I've eaten so much and I left it out in my office. <laughs> I, I I the kids noticed the next day after we all tried it the first night they wanted some more of it and I was like, where is the box? I'm like, nah, I don't know where the box is. Where do you think it is? <laughs> it's gone. Is where it is. Um, it's in, it's hidden away from them. Yeah. Th- thanks again, Mel. You really are the best. Uh, Gosh. really don't have, please don't feel like you have to send these things to us, but, <laughs> but I'm always pleased to receive them. Yeah. But you don't, you don't have to do this. Yes. It's awesome. I, I, I like just heap praise on her every time I email and I, that's nowhere near enough for what she does for us. It's, it's greatly appreciated. Yep. So one thing we haven't done in a while is well, the actually, blog. Before we do this, before we do this, we have some uh, late breaking follow up. Oh, late from breaking. Laurie in the chat room. Mm-hmm. That Lamy, as part of an auction, wants mm. the uh, Johnny Ive Mark Newsom auction. I, rem- I remember produced this. Produced a red Lamy 2000. Yes, so they did a whole set. I remember this. We talked about this mm-hmm. on the show and I'd forgotten about it. And uh, I can't even remember how much. Does this say how much they went for in this? Oh, it was over a hundred thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, it was a crap ton. So good. That's good. Um Oh, thirty one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars it went for. Yeah, so it's red macrolon um in the finish. That's great. That that bodes well for what we might see, I believe. Yep. 
Yes. So that that there's perfect. there is the uh, the evidence we were looking for that it's possible yes. to color mackerel on. They have done it. Um, I hope we see something like this. I would actually just like to buy that red one, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know they're never going to make well, that. Just, but just run know. over to Johnny and Mark's house. Aren't they right around the corner? Something like that. <laughs> I don't know if they're talking to me anymore. Uh, okay. Okay. Because I was yes. mean about their pencil. Thank you, Lori. That's perfect. I forgot all about these and colored macaron does exist. Yay. There was also, whilst we're on this topic, um, I wanted to just mention a few people have, have mentioned this to me and have asked questions, actually. Apple did a 60 Minutes show. Yeah. Um, and this yeah, it was a big in-depth look at, at Apple. And one of the scenes showed Johnny Ive using a fountain pen. Oh, really? Um, and the pen that he is using is the Mark Newson designed Hermes pen. Okay. Um, have you seen this one? We have seen this before. Yeah, we've we've linked it in the show notes. What it is yep. is a uh, Pilot uh, Decimo internal with a new build around the outside for Hermes. Yeah, and it's got one flat edge and it twists mm-hmm. in the middle to retract either a ballpoint or a fountain pen depending on which one you, you'd like. Right, so the internals are the the Pilot um, internals. Yeah. Um, it, it's a... It's a beautiful pen. It is. I, I really, that, really want one. I really yeah. want one. And a few people brought this up when I wrote about the uh, Apple Pen Soul, saying that not only did Newson uh, put a cap on the the Mont Blanc, he, he also built a fountain pen with a flat edge. Mm. Yeah. So that's cool. But yeah, yes. I really, yeah. I wanted to just mention it because a couple of people brought it up, and I don't know if everybody knows that this exists. Um, yeah, they should go. If not, they should. We'll link it in the show notes. It's it's a stunner. This one is like, you know, if I ever came across one and could get it for a deal, you know, I would consider it just because it looks really, really good. It looks better than the Mont Blanc yeah. for sure, but it's twice oh, as much. Yeah, it's really super expensive. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm trying to find it on MS. It's like one thousand six hundred and seventy dollars. Oh, so it's three times as much. But it's it's, it's essentially the internals and the nib are the Pilot uh, Decimo slash vanishing point but it's the it's the twist which is the decimo um i hope i have that name right I yeah because i've right. seen a picture of it i think it might have i'll see if i can mm-hmm. find it for the show notes i think it might have been on hodinky mm-hmm. um where they actually show the internal and right. it is the vanishing point internal right. but they've customized it in some way to make it a twist mechanism yep well it's not they they make one for that decimo it's a it's a twist uh retract instead oh, okay. of a click yeah so, so no no new design on the the mechanism just a completely new external barrel to wrap around it, if you will. Right. And better than just about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks great. All right. So blog of the week, inksmudge.net. If you all haven't seen this, uh, awesome follower, Ivan Shirtness. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, he's been doing a bunch of field note stuff here recently and sending me the links. And uh, I, I love his, his style and the way he writes. And he just did a post about... Um, he used 50 field notes this year, and it's cool to see the stack. And what's neat about it, he uses all the same craft version, right? He, like, is not into the colors thing um, for, like, his daily use stuff. But um, I thought it was cool to see, and he's going to go through some of that um, and expand on that a little bit more um, coming up soon. So I wanted to make sure to link that in the show notes. And it's kind of new. Um, it's kind of a new blog. So make sure you add that to your feed readers or however you uh, consume new content. And... Uh, you know, he dropped in a congratulations uh, to to me for uh, making the leap, and uh, I appreciate that too. And uh, yeah, just uh, take a look at the blog and uh, add it to your feed reader. 
It's interesting to me to use so many field notes and just use craft. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I think it's great. It's, I mean, you know, Mike, people sometimes will choose one pen and one ink and only use that. Most people are crazy. I know. <laughs> Fermo. Okay. <laughs> so thank you, uh, Ion Somnia. It's the Fermo, not the Decimo, that has the twist mechanism in okay. the. Uh, I thought I was getting that wrong, but I was stuck and I, I couldn't get the other word in I, my head. I so. didn't know the names when you were saying it. Yeah. I was doubting you because it sounded like I could hear it, like in your voice, like you I wasn't like the Decimo. <laughs> I wasn't completely sold on that. It, it's one of the, it was, I knew it was in the ballpark. So <laughs> um, I actually don't own one of those. I've never felt the need with the vanishing point to add in the twist mechanism with the same nib kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. No big deal. But uh, yes, the Fermo is the twist. Speaking of interesting filling systems, mm-hmm. we have our first Twisby Vac Mini review from our good friend, Hey Matthew, at Nib and Ink. Did you get a chance to read this um, when he first posted it? Because I only put it in the show notes right before we started the page because I forgot that I wanted to discuss his review. Did you happen to catch it early? No, unfortunately, you put this in after I uh, after I'd already had looked at the show notes. So this is this will be all brand new information to me. I still can't get my hands on one of these. I can't keep my eye on Colt pens. Um, yeah, so they're available. I just haven't ordered one yet. Yeah, I, d- um, I don't know if they've made it over here yet. Yeah, so some of the um, vendors in the U.S. definitely have them if they still have them in stock. I don't know what the stock levels are like. I just haven't rushed out and purchased it um, just because I've purchased so many things recently. But I would definitely purchase it. Um, Matthew didn't love it. Um, mm. it's still got some of the aesthetic issues he, he really harps on and he's a designer. So it, that stuff like super bothers him and it kind of bothers me too. Um, like the what? way they, um, just the, just the fonts they choose to use and some of the, um, you know, how they, there's no consistency in a little bit of the design. He doesn't like how it can't really post well, um, but like all the things he's discussing are not things that bother me. I'm still pretty jacked about this pen and, and can't wait to get one. Um, so he's just, you know, relating it to like being kind of a pocket pen because of its size, but it's not really a pocket pen as far as quick deployment, um, and usability. If you're, you're thinking about it, um, that type of way, but I don't really carry like my minis, my Twisby minis in my pocket anyway. I mean, I'm not, I don't need a quick deployment system to start writing with these. So it looks really cool. Um, it looks exactly what I, I thought it would look like. The functionality looks awesome. Um, you know, he's just got a few little, uh, few little things, you know, that don't really speak to him, but, um, it looks like it's going to be kind of perfect for me. So I'll be anxious to get this in my hand and, uh, see what it's really all about. But, uh, I'm really anxious to get it still. And it's, uh, the price was $65. So, which I don't think we had that last time when they announced it, but I figured it would be kind of in that price range. Yeah. We're looking at like 55 pounds here, Mm -hmm. um, which is a little bit more expensive than I would have wanted. Uh, but it's okay. I was hoping yeah. it would be under 50. And I know it's not a big difference, but for a, for a small pen, um, sure. 55 is, is, is getting up there. Right, right. I wonder what the minis cost. I have two of them, and I can't remember what they what they, what they their prices were, but they were at least around 45 or 50, if not even even more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty good. I, I'm looking forward to this, and I'll, I will definitely get one soon. 
and get a review done because uh, I want to use this pen very, very much. I like it. Looks very cool. All right, so we got uh, we have a few new things, few more new items like the Lamy 2000 launching in 2016 to talk about that just kind of came across my radar this week, and we have a nice story to send y'all off with uh, <laughs> on this holiday week that I cannot wait to get to. Uh, but first, we have a, another great sponsor, Michael. We do. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com and use the offer code INC at checkout to get yourself 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. With the return of Pen Blog of the Week. This could be a great time for you to get your own pen blog started. And with Squarespace, you'll be able to build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level with no coding experience required. They have intuitive and easy-to-use tools to make your website look and feel exactly how you want. With their drag-and-drop page building system, you can very easily put together a, a, a blog and a whole site with about pages and galleries and all that kind of fun stuff. It's really easy to build. It's really easy to maintain. And Squarespace uses state-of-the-art technology to power your site. They ensure security and stability, and because of this, they're trusted by millions of people around the world. Squarespace have fantastic templates that you can get started with. You'll be able to choose from their great options. Uh, They have all different ones. You can customize them to your heart's content, and they all feature responsive design to make sure that your site looks great on all manner of devices. Squarespace have 24-7 support with live chat and email. So if you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with them and they're more than happy to help. They have their commerce platform and this is something that Brad uses for NotCo and we use it at Relay FM for to sell our t-shirts and stickers. So you can very easily sell physical and digital goods with Squarespace. Anybody can add a store to their Squarespace site. You can manage inventory. They have integrations so you can do all your shipping stuff. It's really, really easy to get a store set up with Squarespace. They have rock-solid fast hosting and so much more like their cover page functionality which allows you to build great looking single page websites as either just your whole website or an introduction page to your website maybe you've got something that you want to promote you can make a great cover page for it if you want to sign up for a year you'll also get yourself a free domain name so you can give your squarespace site the name that you want squarespace plans start at just eight dollars a month and you can start a free trial today with no credit card required and build your own website straight away by going to squarespace.com and when you decide to sign up make sure that you use the offer code inc i-n-k at checkout you'll get 10 percent off your first purchase and show your support for this show thank you to squarespace for the continued support of the pen addict and relay fm squarespace build it beautiful Awesome. Thank you, Squarespace. All right. So friend of the show, Joshua from the Pelicans Perch, who uh, obviously focuses on Pelicans, released uh, a bunch of new information about what Pelican is planning for 2016. I love seeing these highly specific blogs in our community. Don't you, Mike? Like, you know, we have a lot of field notes specific blogs. We have lots yeah, of we have several, several Pelican specific blogs. Find your it, niche in the niche, my friends. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome to see. I learned so much from this because, you know, not all we can't keep up with all this stuff. Um, but having, you know, core sites to go to to find out about all these things is awesome. And uh, the first thing that that caught my eye before I did a little bit more digging um, that Josh was uh, posted was the the new M805 huh. in vibrant blue. Yeah. Talk about catch your eye. Jeez, Louise, this is so pretty. I know. Um, they um, the 805 is my favorite size. I've tried them all now. The 805 is the best size for me. I use the six the most. I don't know why it just seems I, I use them all but 805 is just a killer size um and it's very expensive but this blue just pops off the page it's got the silver furniture um 
The the blue is kind of marbly, but it's kind of translucent at the same time. It's kind of kind of sick looking. I don't know, like sick in a good way. Um, I I got to see this in person. The pictures are stunning. You know, I never bought the 605 last year. That was the um, demonstrator blue. The I think they called it marine. Um, I always wanted that pen. I just never got around to to making it uh, happen in the budget. But um, this is one I'm going to want to see um, and see if it uh, gets added to the flock of pelicans that I already have. So you can read all about that on on Joshua's site. And then he dropped like right after that. The ink of the year is aquamarine. This is going to be pretty nice as well. So it seems like I don't know if time's just going by faster or what, but um, it seems like we just got the um, the the purple, the amethyst from the pelican. You know, this past year where they did the the amethyst uh, demonstrator two hundred five and the special edition ink, of course. And this year is going to be aquamarine. So hopefully they do the same kind of things with the pen um, in the two hundred five series. Um, it, it, I don't know. What do you think about this color? Looks great. Yeah, I think it's gonna be good. I mean, It'd I like be that nice blue to green. see it on some paper. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, in the bottle, it looks great. Do you know where the Edelstein name comes from? Uh, don't exactly. I don't. I've, I've looked it up before, but I can't remember. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Well, like in Josh's thing, it says it's the German word for gemstone, and all of their things are around a gem. Oh, okay. Everything in the Edelstein lineup. Uh, sapphire topaz aquamarine tanzanite um and it's all the gemstones so yes that's that makes sense now yeah totally does so if they match a pin with this um that's going to be pretty awesome looking just like i think the uh the amethyst came out wonderful um so on top of those things i found an older post that josh did what to expect in 2016 from pelican you can learn so much from joshua's post <laughs> So he's goes through what he thinks is going to happen for Pelican and then what's already been announced. He's got some confirms and some rumors. Um, it's a really good read to kind of figure out, you know, get some ideas for what's coming. Um, last year's lineup was really great. The uh, Stressman, the, the uh, Cafe Crim, the Demonstrator. I never got the, um, the orange. What did they call the orange one? Let's see. M800 burnt orange. I would probably still be in the market for one of those. It's expensive. Uh, the 800 is a very expensive pen. Um, you can't own too many 800s because you'll be broke. Because um, the Stressman was uh, was um, an 800 as well, 800 series pen, and I never got that one. Um, the burnt orange is really good looking. It's got the brown and orange with the gold trim. I would I would actually I'm good with the gold trim on that. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Check out check out his blog. Because um, if, if you're into this kind of thing, it, it's kind of neat to see how a Pelican's such a huge company. They have uh, fans like this that can like dig into the rumors and hunt these things down. You know, for all of us that don't have time to and uh, really dig in, and it, it's it's kind of cool to read. It's like it's like uh, Apple rumors, right? In in our own little world, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I like it. It's uh, I didn't really know that this existed, but of course yeah. it does. But it's funny that I, I don't I don't know if we've ever really come across so many rumor things in one go before. I know, I know. I guess it's getting to the end of the year and everyone's planning and releasing things for uh, 2016. So, all right, Michael. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this episode? Because I want to wrap this up in a story. Yeah, I, um, I was thinking we should maybe uh, take 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 this in turns, take a verse each of this. 
Okay. What do you think? Uh, I, I know I need a drink before I start. So there you go. So then we give ourselves a break because so, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, settle in here. We've got uh we've got yeah. quite quite a way to end this week's episode. It's gonna <laughs> take a while. So get your coffee, get your eggnog, get your get your beers, um, get your in your bed beers wherever you're at. Um, I'm gonna take a swig here because this is long. Mm-hmm, me too. Let's get prepared here. All right. So I'm gonna start it, and you'll we'll take uh, every other. Do we want to say where it came from? Oh yeah, for sure. So a gentleman named David sent this to us. Uh, sent it to me and Mike as a thank you, and he wrote this story based on um, the traditional Christmas story, um, Twas the Night Before Christmas. And what he did was pretty amazing, and we just have to share this with the community. Um, We'll have to ask him. We're not publishing this um, because I want his approval before we do so. But uh, if he gives us the word, we'll send a link. We'll add a link to the show notes um, just so where you can go read it afterwards. Um, But uh, it... It's really, really great. So let's uh, let's do this, Mike, and and tell everyone, uh, you know, f- have a Merry Christmas. And uh, David, thank you so much for doing this. <clears throat> looking, I've read through this, and I'm looking forward to the dubious rhymes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's lots of there's lots of dubious <laughs> rhymes, but we certainly could not have put this together. So all right. uh, you want to kick right. off? Yeah. So it's titled "A Visconti from Saint Nikaya." Twas the knock before Kristoff. <laughs> <laughs> Twas the knock before Kristoff when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The safaris were hung by the chimney tops with care in hopes that St. Nikaya soon would be there. The Kavekos were nestled all snug in their brass towns while visions of scribble pens danced in their heads. And Mama with her Kristoff and I with my Kaplis had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lami there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bick to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, <laughs> tore open the sharpies, and threw up the sarasa. That's, that's the that, that <laughs> first. <laughs> uh, the moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to pens down below. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny render k's. <laughs> With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Knock. More rapid than inner gels, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Diamine, now Denitrio, now Parker and Vision, eh, on Copic, on Cupid, on Doan and Blackwing, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dot dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild high tower fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of pins and St. Nikaya too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nikaya came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all patinaed with ashes and soot. A bundle of field notes he had flung on his back, and he looked like Mike Hurley just opening his rucksack. His eyes, how they twisbeed, his dot grid, how merry, his cheeks were like rodeas, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. 
The stump of a pilot he held tight in his teeth, and the ink it encircles his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. An ink of his eye and a twisby of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, notebook, but went straight to his work and filled all the knockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his Fisher space pen aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and they all flew like the dowdy of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy penness to all, and to all a good right. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Happy Thank holidays, Thank you so much everybody. to David for turning that in for us. It's, uh, it was quite a treat. If you want to catch our show notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 186. Thanks again to our great sponsors this week, the people over at Squarespace, Pen Chalet, and Harry's. We will be back now in 2016. Have a fantastic holiday season. Have a fantastic new year. We hope that you get all of the stuff that you want and maybe then buy some extra parts as well. Have a great one. <laughs> Say goodbye, Brad Dowdy. Goodbye, Brad Dowdy. Happy Penmas, everyone. Happy Penmas.